This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Alice Dempster. It's Monday the 14th of May. In your Squiz Today, state Liberals are doing it tough, elections in Turkey and Thailand, Germany stumps up for Ukraine, and Twitter has a new chief twit. This is your Squiz Today. There's a bit boiling over in Liberal Party politics in Tasmania and Victoria, and it looks like spilling into this week, Alice. Let's start with Tasmania, where two Liberal state MPs quit on Friday over the Rockcliffe government's $375 million commitment to build a new AFL stadium in Hobart. Yeah, so a couple of weeks ago, we told Squizzers about Tasmania's new AFL team. It got the green light after the Albanese government and Jeremy Rockcliffe, the Liberal Premier, teamed up to pay for a home ground for the state's capital. Mm. That stadium project is proving to be quite controversial, though. And those two Liberals in Tassie's parliament that you mentioned, Alex, quit over concerns that it was a bit of a captain's call by Rockcliffe. They say there was not a proper process to make the decision. Their resignations mean that Rockcliffe now runs a minority government with just 11 out of 25 seats in the state parliament. And after the New South Wales election earlier this year, Tasmania is the only state Liberal government in the country. Mm. And now they are relying on Labor or the crossbench to get any legislation through. Alice, Victoria's Liberal Party is in opposition but they're still managing to make headlines with their own internal squabbles. This has to do with state Liberal MP Moira Deeming, who was expelled from the Parliamentary Party on Friday. Yeah, this one's been bubbling along since March. That was when Moira Deeming attended an anti-trans rally that was overtaken by neo-Nazis. John Pesuto, the leader of the Victorian Liberal Party, wanted to expel Deeming from the party at the time, but it took until last week to get support from his colleagues to do that. That. that was after Deeming launched defamation proceedings against him. She says she's done nothing wrong and will stay on as a Liberal Party member while sitting on the crossbench. And she also says she'll sue Pursuto for claims that she's a Nazi sympathiser. Both of those stories are bubbling along. So even if you don't live in one of those states, you now know what they're about. And if you are in one of those states, you can look forward to another few weeks of drama with state parliament sitting and state budgets in the weeks ahead. Claire and Kate talked about this in the Saturday Squiz. Turkey had a really significant election yesterday. Yeah, it was being talked about as the biggest challenge in 20 years of rule for President Recep Tayyip Erdogan. That's Turkey's strongman leader. Erdogan's facing a challenger who's promising a focus on democracy and a turn to secularism in Turkey. And we've just started to see results coming in in the wee hours of Monday morning. And honestly, it looks close. If neither Erdogan or his challenger, Kemal Kılıçdaroğlu, get 50% of the vote, then we'll see a runoff election in two weeks' time. And this weekend, there's also been an election in Thailand where it looks like the incumbent military-led government is heading to a huge loss against both a populist party and a youth-led party. 
But in this case, even though the votes are clear, due to the way Thailand's government is structured, it might take weeks to see who forms government. Germany has been under pressure to step up its support for Ukraine and step up it did, Alice, promising more than $4 billion in military aid, including tanks, ammunition and air defence systems. Yeah, the German Defence Minister Boris Pistorius made that pledge yesterday. That was just before Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's first visit to Germany since the invasion started. And it's been a busy weekend for Zelensky. He was in Rome earlier to speak with Italian Prime Minister Giorgio Maloney, who also promised military aid and financial aid. Zelensky also saw the Pope while he was there, and he gifted the Pope a bulletproof vest that was painted with an image of the Madonna. Good to know that it was a decorative bulletproof vest (laughs) and not Zelensky trying to recruit the Pope onto the front lines. (laughs) The Ukrainian leader has been doing the rounds this month, drumming up support and ammunition for his war effort. This month alone, he has been to Finland, the Netherlands, Rome, as you said, Alice, and now on to Berlin. This is a bit of an update, Alice. We mentioned last week that Australia's Trade Minister Don Farrell was in Beijing at the end of last week for some trade talks, the first talks between Australian and Chinese trade ministers since 2019. And now we have some indication of how the talks went. That's right. Farrell's being saying that the talks were positive. And for China's part, they also released a statement saying that substantial progress was made and that they're willing to work with the Australian side to jointly expand more areas of cooperation. That was their quote. Now, that doesn't mean the trade restrictions on Aussie exports like beef, wine and barley are over, but the signs do seem to point towards a thawing of the trade freeze. Farrell also said that he raised the cases of two detained Australians, the journalist Cheng Lei and the author Yang Hengjun, who have been detained in China for years under secretive conditions. Farrell said he pushed for them to be released as soon as possible. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Do you remember way back when, when Elon Musk ran a Twitter poll asking if he should step down as CEO? Do you remember that? (laughs) Well, the people said yes. And over the weekend, we learned that Musk has finally found a replacement. How could we forget that poll, Alex? (laughs) (laughs) Musk's new CEO is Linda Yaccarino, and she's an advertising executive from the US TV world. According to tweets from Musk, she's going to be focusing on the business operations of Twitter, and he'll be working on product design and new technology. And he'll also be returning some of his focus to the other companies he runs like Tesla and SpaceX. And presumably Yaccarino, as an ad executive, is going to help plug the huge hole in Twitter's revenue. That's after ad sales plunged when Elon Musk took over the company in October. I remember another really good Musk tweet where he said, how do you make a small fortune in social media? You start out with a large one. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Alice, we have a Eurovision winner. Sweden took out the top spot with the singer Loreen and her song Tattoo. 
That's right, but that's enough for the winner. It was bad luck for Perth and (laughs) Voyager. They were representing Australia, but they did make it to the grand final with their song Promise, which I really loved. Did you get to see it, Alex? I did not see it. We are going to put a link to their performance in the show notes. They ended up finishing ninth, which is still a pretty good effort. (laughs) Squiz the day, Alice. It's the start of National Kidney Health Week. Get them checked, people. Keep them healthy. Yeah, good reminder. And you can also sign up for the Squiz Today newsletter. That has links to read more on all of the stories covered in the podcast and much, much more. Head to thesquiz.com.au to sign up for that newsletter. There is a link in the episode notes. That's it for today. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week, where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former Managing Director of Publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although mm. they do leak <laughs> a, a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when a, when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers b- the day before the budget and was it's able to such print. such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is... A lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, um, direct impact on on businesses and and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handled in an appropriate appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.